0: we're back this life ain't for everybody what's shaking folks what's up hope you're enjoying the episodes have some good ones lately did y'all listen to david taylor did you listen to kyle dake we got matt sarah coming up next week we have several big time mma fighters on the horizon the michael chandler will be joining us thank you all so much for the subscription to the downloads and please continue to support the partners and sponsors that support us And you know, the podcast is brought to you by the one and only the iconic Jack Daniels, Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey. Enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking. I've watched my guest today wrestle on TV, on Flow Wrestling, while I was sipping on a Jack Daniels responsibly. This dude is absolutely amazing. He's a two-time Hodge Award winner. For the Iowa Hawkeyes, one of the most noted, historical, prestigious college wrestling programs in the history of NCAA Division I wrestling. I don't know if there's one that even can come close. You got John Smith at Oklahoma State. You got Chell at, uh, Kel at Penn State, and they've been on a tear lately. But the Iowa Hawkeyes with you know the dan gable story they are what you call magnificent and spencer lee is an absolute badass i don't know if there's any other words to describe you spencer lee do you know how much of
1: a badass you are or do you just kind of go with the flow i'm not one to toot my own horn or anything i just went out there and did what i was told and trusted in the guys that you know helped me get there so that's all i did went out and did my best
0: well, thanks for being here, man. I'm proud to have you on the podcast. Thank you very much, Spencer Lee. No, thanks for having me. Hey, I got a, I got some questions for you throughout the uh, the the time today. You know, I want to talk about, you know, just kind of what it is that you, what you l- look for in yourself because wrestling is not an easy lifestyle. It's not an easy sport. It's has it changed the way that you are as a college student, Spencer, you don't get to live the normal college life, I would assume. Well,
1: I would say for all athletes, it's kind of like that. Um, you kind of have to choose between, I think I always say it's like three things. It's like social life, school, and then your sport, right? So you got to pick two of those three things to excel in. So a lot of times, if you're a good athlete, you're going to choose you know, your academics first and then your sport because then you're going to lose, lose out on your social life, obviously. So I feel like a lot of athletes at the highest level don't really have that social life that, you know, you go to college for, the guys you meet and stuff. So most of my friends, I mean, my only friends really are, are teammates. So I don't really have friends that I really met on college because I'm either, you know, training or doing schoolwork or relaxing, trying to get healthy, whatever, whatever else I'm doing, doing schoolwork, you know. So it's just different. It's uh,
0: one of the things that's impressive. Tell me a little bit before I get into the, your, the beginning of your college career, which was so awesome. I mean, there's not many people that did what you did in your freshman year. We'll get to that in a second. But where did it start? Was this a five-year-old career where you got into a wrestling club when your, your dad put you in it? Was your dad a wrestler? Were your uncles a it? How did you get in on the mat?
1: Well, my parents did judo, um, which is also another combat sport. Uh, my dad wrestled in high school to help his judo. That was kind of like how he knew about wrestling at all. But he didn't put me into wrestling. Uh, he was going to let me choose whatever sport I wanted to do. I was like six years old and all my buddies were wrestling. So I kind of came home one day with a big old headgear and I asked him if uh, I could wrestle. And that's how kind of how it started. He took me in and started wrestling. He, he forgot all about his wrestling career in high school. So that's kind of how he was. It, it, and so you
0: get on the mat when you're about six years old and are you natural are you naturally gifted are you a good athlete at six years old or were you just like any normal six-year-old kid that was just getting used to it and
1: really didn't have a clue uh i've I've kind of always been good i mean i started off you know winning all my matches my first year i think i lost one match out of like 30 or something and my dad had to drive like three hours to find a, a turret that He could get me beat, and I was six. So I was kind of natural at it, to be honest. Um, Then I obviously had a tougher time my second and third year wrestling because, you know, wrestling older kids, not novice. I would wrestle novice my second year. That wasn't a thing. I just went straight into normal tournaments. So always wrestled up, you know, kind of age group and stuff. So
0: So did you – when you start winning and six, seven, eight years old, do you just like develop this un- underlying passion where like you knew this is what you wanted to be doing? There was no chance you were going to go into boxing or, or maybe baseball that you were going to be a wrestler and you knew it.
1: I just hated losing. Uh, so anytime I ever lost, it was like the world was ending and I wanted to go wrestle at 10 more tournaments and I wanted to win everything. I wanted trophies. I want all, you know, a little kid stuff, but I was, always kind of really good so it's like super hard to like because you know my, my my teammates always joke like oh when i was in seventh grade i got pinned 10 times or like oh this kind of stuff like they didn't get good till high school they didn't, they didn't work develop that work ethic and like me i'm like i don't really remember ever losing more than like four times in a year ever like in my entire life so it was like kind of different um <laughs> that's did about you, you know
0: did you did you did you get into middle school as like a, you know, a 13, 14 year older. And are you still consistently winning, being undefeated almost every season as you start nearing your high school wrestling career?
1: Uh, I mean, I, I didn't really start like being like undefeated till like junior high. I mean, I was, I mean, I didn't take more than a loss or two a year really when I was younger, like from like fifth and sixth grade. But at the same time, I didn't want to stay title until I was in fifth grade. I uh, I um, took second twice, and then I won like six years or seven years in a row. And then obviously, I lost my senior year of high school in my final match. So, so you start getting into
0: your the end of your eighth grade year, you're undefeated. And when you is there a prestigious high school wrestling program where you're zoned to go to high school? Is it Iowa? Are you from Iowa? Where are you from? i'm from pennsylvania you're from so look at this is a big yeah. deal like you you there was lehigh there's big schools in in this part of the country why why okay let's get to iowa in a second but how how does your high school career start out are you is there newspaper articles written about you like spencer spencer lee is going to crush it in high school the next four years so at, what was the outlook like
1: well so i grew up in a place called Segertown, pa um got really small 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 area i mean i had 75 kids in my in my class but then uh my my dad got a job in pittsburgh and he uh we ended up moving to pittsburgh my uh, freshman year of high school so i had uh all the newspapers and whatever that i knew growing up uh were ready to write articles on me like when i was in high school but then when i moved to a new place they didn't really start writing anything about me until i won my first state title and i ended up uh winning my freshman year i went undefeated obviously since i was undefeated up to my last match in high school so that's kind of like i mean the school I went to was really good wrestling school um maybe not historically but like we had a our club the club i went to young guns was out of, one, of, one of the locations was out of that high school so it's kind
0: of what um uh, so you you wrestle undefeated freshman sophomore junior year all through your high school senior year and in the state title you're saying that you lose the championship match
1: yeah what happened uh i mean I, so, okay so <laughs> you, heard, you heard my interview this year of me winning he with torn acls right yeah well the first time i tore my acl was that year my senior year of high school the first time i tore my acl my right knee i tore my acl in like january late late january and uh, the state tournament in pa is like early march so and my knee was like super unstable then and i had a hard time wrestling i ended up uh just choosing to wrestle anyways so I didn't practice at all all I wrestled was like the postseason then and I ended up losing uh so I had a torn ACL I wasn't training and I ended up like uh I was it was hard to wrestle it's hard to wrestle man when you're when you're hurt and end up losing you know I mean, there's no no excuse nothing I mean he's my teammate now Austin DeSanto oh he's a 33 pounder at my school I ended up recruiting him to Iowa he went to Drexel originally and I recruited him here I'm not sure I gotta make an excuse but my, my dad would but I mean I I was i was hurt uh he took me down with like one second left to lose It was kind of a really big upset kind of a crazy match i've actually never watched the match before um still haven't to this day it's funny me i joke about with austin a lot he's like my best friend so me and him just mess around because i I wrestled in my senior my junior year of high school in the state finals and i beat him 15 to 0 which is a tech fall obviously and then he beat me the next year in the state finals so
0: wow um when you start thinking about like uh, having a physical done on an athlete before they enter the NFL combine or you know you, you're going into the military you have to have a physical you got to have good lungs you got to they check for a lot of things you are a, uh, a celebrated high school wrestler but now you have some serious injuries it's noted you, lo- you lose your high school last match in the high school state finals your senior year because of a torn ACL yep. it's very hard to wrestle and be agile with the torn ACL what does do do, do the college recruits do they get nervous at all or are they still all over you or do they be like hey man are you going to be able to wrestle at a high caliber with these torn acls
1: well i mean so i had surgery on my knee uh the first time on my right knee so that's all i had surgery like two weeks after the state tournament getting ready for college and then they, they when i was soon as i was able to uh, be able to train i was training at iowa you know i was i mean i I went to Iowa two weeks after my graduation. I didn't even get to say goodbye to my friends. Like we were, we were gone, uh, you know, and I fell out there four days after my graduation. You know, I was living with my buddies and stuff out here. So uh, there was no, like high school was over. It was done. I was already moved on to college. So, and all I was doing was like physical therapy and rehab right on my knee for, cause I just had surgery. we were just trying to get like swelling out of it, the range of motion back into place, make sure it's strong. And I was able to train again, like, like November, Oh, so you're
0: so you're saying that you'd already signed with Iowa oh, by yeah, the time this match happens. Signed, you committed. Yeah. yeah so, I have, was, what what are your top five recruiting schools of your senior year? Did you take I five recruiting trips? No, I took, I took three. You took three. three. Where yeah, were they?
1: To, uh, Penn State, Ohio State, and Iowa.
0: And Ohio State, so that's like the three North power North
1: three powerhouses. Did Oklahoma State recruit you? Uh, well, John Smith called my coaches and my dad, and basically, I guess they told. He never called me. Basically, they told him that I wouldn't go there. So. So
0: you commit to Iowa? Be- why? What's the reasoning? What's the number one reason, and the other reasons that you commit to Iowa instead of Penn State or Ohio State?
1: Uh, I just wanted Terry Brands to be my coach. He was uh, the guy. He was my guy. He's still my guy. I just, I just couldn't imagine him not being in my corner, so had to go there so
0: here's what's unbelievable about this time in your career to me is that lincoln mac i think lincoln mcclerapey was the last guy to do this if i remember right but you 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 forego a red shirt and you wrestle as a true freshman and win an ncaa division one title as a like a year out of high school you're wrestling ncaa division one powerhouses and a lot tell me if i'm wrong though lincoln that i mean i'm sorry spencer that most
1: guys most incoming recruits red shirt right if they're going to be a d1 wrestler (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, in wrestling, I think it's pretty common. I mean, it's probably 90% of people that redshirt, to be honest. But not many of those 10% that don't win a title
0: their freshman year. You win the national title, correct?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's probably only been like six or seven guys who've done it in the last 25 years. Wow.
0: So tell so, me how this freshman season goes. You're coming off of an ACL knee repair surgery, and now you're at, notably or arguably the number one wrestling school in the history of our country, the Iowa Hawkeyes wrestling program. What's it like being on campus in that practice room and becoming like, as you start to get towards the end of your freshman career, your freshman season, you have a chance to win the NCAA title. Like did
1: it, did, did life change for you then? I think that, I was kinda hyped up a little bit. You know, I talked to a lot of media people. They were I was the number one recruit in the country regardless of me losing in the uh state finals. I was still ranked number one. No one really dropped me like low or anything because I was so dominant uh during my career and you know, I guess they're making excuses for me, but whatever. But it's fine. It, so they were I I was I mean, I was expected to do a lot. But, I mean, you, you asked me what happened my freshman year. I mean, my first tournament ever, I went to Midlands. Well, barring the first tournament I wrestled in college, which is a small open tournament. But uh, the first big tournament I kind of wrestled was Midlands, and I ended, ended up actually losing at Midlands in the uh, semis to a, a senior, like an older guy, junior or senior. And uh, he was an All-American. me. I'm taking like eighth in my bracket twice, I think. Took eighth and eighth both the years that I won. So he wasn't, you know, he was a good wrestler. And, you know, they were, I mean, I was a little worried. I mean, I was upset. I didn't think I'd lose. Because the round before that, I wrestled a, a guy who was an All-American the year before. And I tech-faulted him in, like, the first period. Wow. Which is, like, you don't really tech-fall guys in the first period in college. And I was a true freshman tech-falling a guy in the first period who was a top-eight guy in the nation. So I was like, all right, I can beat anyone by that. And then I ended up losing the next match. And, you know, I met, I medically forfeited to sixth. I was frustrated. I didn't really want to, you know, I didn't know what to do. And Tom grabbed me and said, you're going to wrestle next week. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, you're wrestling in Carver next week against Michigan state. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm right. Re- I'll be ready to go, you know, make sure I'm healthy hundred percent. We'll make sure everything's good. And next week I wrestled in, in Carver and my redshirt was pulled, and my season started. And I was so, so Brands, grabbed, <laughs> so
0: Brands, pretty much tells you after losing in Midlands, he yep. saw he saw something in you that you were going to be his guy, and that yeah. you were not going to redshirt. Correct. Wow, what a fee- What does your dad say when you call and tell him?
1: My dad said they know what's best for you. Uh, I trust those guys. They believe in you, and they think if you go win national title this year, let's do it. And you know, obviously, I, I ended up winning. And that arguably my toughest bracket yet in my career. I mean, the semifinals was like it was like Darian Cruz, Nick Soriano, Nick Thompson, and me. All four of us were national champs at one point in our careers. So that was our that was my freshman year semifinals. So it was a pretty tough bracket, and and wow. I ended up being successful. So. So, throughout the
0: rest of your freshman year, you just go on, even though there is uh, a lot of good wrestlers at your weight, are you undefeated through the rest of your freshman year before before the so, NCAA start?
1: Yeah, so I, I was until Big Ten, so I end up wrestling Nathan Tomasello, who's the number one kid in the country, uh, national champion at 125, two years prior to that, uh, or three years prior to that, um, he ran his freshman year, he was a wretched freshman, then he went I think he went third. Actually, he went first third, third, third at Nationals, but he was at 33 of the year before he was up the weight class. And he dropped back down at 25. And I ended up beating him. So at that time, I was like ninth or tenth in the country ranked. They had to rank me like kind of high since I lost to uh, the other guy who was ranked like seventh at the time in the country. So they had to rank me above him somewhere, even though I'd beaten like – before I wrestled Tomasella, I had beaten – like number three, five, six, and like 10 in the country, all by pin or tech or bonus points. Um, so then I ended up, I ended up beating Tomasello. That was like my first upset. Uh, I actually beat him like two to zero or something or three to two. Really close match. I ended up winning off for like a riding time point, which is really like, you know, you're riding out for, you have a minute plus of riding time on the guy. You get a point. And I ended up winning off of that. He actually took me down and I didn't take him down, but I wrote him out and I got out twice. So I ended up winning in a way that I don't usually win. <laughs> so my coaches always say it was very gritty. So that was like the first time people were like, wow, Spencer could win this year. Cause he was uh, undefeated, never lost his home arena. And I ended up beating him in his home arena at Ohio state. And, you know, I was number six or seven at the time, I think like for real. And he was number one. So and then that moved me to like the highest I ever got was like three, they never would put me in one or two since I still had that loss, and he ended up beating me at Big Tens in the semis. Uh, he took me down with like three seconds left on the clock to win, and then he ended up winning his fourth Big Ten title. And then I wrestled him in the semis at NCAA Blaze, and I ended up pinning him in the semis. So
0: you stuck him in the in the semis.
1: Yep, yep.
0: So do you remember the move that you put on him to get him on his back? What is it? Is it something? <laughs> is it was it something that you were known for?
1: No, so if you ever uh, if you ever watched that match, it was kind of a scramble and I pinned him it was weird like my leg was over his chest. I had to like reach back to pick his head up. Super weird move. Not 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 a move that like you'll probably ever see in wrestling again. It was kind of a I'm really flexible so I could like kind of do a split. So it was really Yeah, it's it was
0: With your flexibility, give me some of the other I know that you're modest and I know that you're humble, but give me some of the other attributes that you believe you have or you've been told you have by brands or other coaches. Are you abnormally strong? Are you quick? Are you able to just, like, maneuver and and put defense on somebody and try to – and a lot of good reversals? Or what do you have that that has gotten you to this level?
1: Uh, I've always been told that I'm, like, abnormally strong. I don't look it, but I've never really wrestled anyone that felt stronger than me. I mean, if you, if you know how I wrestle, I, I turn people on top. It's kind of like what I'm really known for. And that's, it's like grip, you know, grip, I have strong hands. So it's kind of what I'm known for that. I mean, I was always to have a coach's mind, which is like, I, I'm really good at like, I'm not going to say scouting people because I don't really scout people, but I can figure things out really fast. I see something I can do it. Like, I don't even have to practice it. I could probably see something and just hit it in a match. I've always been kind of that way, kind of like a, a natural, I guess, a, figuring things out when it comes to wrestling so
0: so when you talk, start talking about a coach's mind what are you doing at this time in your career your freshman year do you declare a major are you gifted academically spencer lee do you do you take pride in your studies do you want to, what like do you have life goals and aspirations um i know that wrestling's there but we're going to get into it is it mma at the next level i know there's the olympics at the next level but are you a smart guy academically <laughs>
1: uh i wouldn't say i'm unintelligent but i feel like a lot of my time is just put into wrestling more more so than than in academics so i feel like my grades suffer a little bit more than what i could get if i actually kind of tried i just have priorities and my priorities right now really aren't school when it comes down to where i'm at in my my career right now uh my first couple of years it was academically academic focused right but now that i'm at where i'm at it's uh, less of an issue. If I don't get a 3.5 and I get a 3.1, my life's not going to be the end all be all, you know. As long as I have a good enough GPA to get into grad school, there's really no issue. You just need I just want to get a master's degree to continue on in my career, hopefully coaching one day at a head coach level here here hopefully. So so now take me in. You win the
0: NCAA's as a true freshman. You're being talked about. You're the number one recruit in the nation coming out of high school, out of Pennsylvania. You come to Iowa. You win a national title because Coach Brands pulls you aside after losing in the Midlands and says you're re- wrestling Michigan State and Carver, Michigan next week. I mean, in Carver, in, in, in re- wrestling against Michigan State next week is a true freshman and you smoke yeah. them in Carver. And then you go on to win the NCAA title as a freshman. What happens after that wrestling season's over? Do you automatically, are you training again? Or is there a club now to where you go and wrestle in a, in a wrestling club through the off season?
1: So we train year round. Uh, we, pr- we probably change train 11 out of 12 months. Um, if you count all the times they give, off, give us off, it's probably like 11 out of 12 months. And I'm always here. Iowa City is where I stay my entire year. I don't really go anywhere else. Uh, we train in the hockey wrestling club in the summer, and with the uh, you know with the with the club guys, who are usually they're all alumni of of Iowa, or if they're not alumni, they're from you know they're out of college from somewhere else. I mean, my for me, my freshman year, what happened was I was still getting healthy with my knee and everything, so I took the summer off from like competing, but I still trained the entire summer, trying to stay healthy, you know, keep in shape, maintain, focus on getting better every day. Uh, that was kind of like what happened to me. But then the rest of my summers have been me being hurt. So I was I was physically un- unable to compete the last you know, three summers. But.
0: So take me back, though, to that, <laughs> that first when he says you're going to wrestle in Carver the hawkeye arena like you obviously you've known the the what's happened in that room before you know what the fans are like going into it i'm sure was it everything that you thought it would be were you intimidated at all were you nervous going in there and seeing that black and yellow mat the black and gold mat does it, give me that what, what's going through your body because you've already won almost every wrestling match you've ever been in but now you're in Haw- carver hawkeye arena like
1: this is a different level right spencer I'm still nervous going into Carver, and I'm gonna be a fifth-year senior. It's different when you have fourteen to fifteen thousand people in that arena. Loud, they're proud, they're knowledgeable, they love you. You know, I'm and I'm the first match. I'm the I'm starting it off. Everyone's fired up. They're not tired. Nothing. They're they're ready to go. They're and and my, my you know. There's like a joke. Like my matches are sometimes they're kind of short in Carver, so people like there's an ice cream stand. You know, called Carver cones. Really popular. I've never had one, but. I've heard they're really good, and I guess there's usually a huge line for them. But when I wrestle, there's no line. Everyone's watching in their seats, and they'll go get a, get a carver cone like later in the duel. Because if you don't, you know, watch the match, it might be over quick. It's kind of like the joke. Uh, it's. I mean, I still get nervous. It's. It's an awesome experience. It's definitely different. The arena is kind of cold, so that your lungs get tired a little faster. A lot of people yelling. You gotta be focused, listen to your coach's voices, the other guys trying to beat you in your home arena in front of all these fans. I mean we're the we're the we get the most we've had the most attendance at, at dual meets every single year for God knows how long, you know, fifteen years or something. It's straight. Like we just we average twelve thousand fans a duel. So like That's crazy. I mean it's awesome. You know it's so the, it's, cool. So these guys are coming in, they they might average, you know 500 to 2,000 people as a dual meet, which is great. I mean, that's good numbers for uh, wrestling usually, but then you come to a place where you get, you know, 10 times that, <laughs> well, nuts. Not quite, but you know what I mean? No, that's huge
0: attendance. Um five times. Why five haven't ever. you, why haven't you eaten a, Hey, we just talked about how smart you are, dude. You're figuring it out. We
1: got it. <laughs> Not that intelligent. I, I, better speaking. I sound more intelligent. Than uh, I, I like
0: either. I like the way you talk. Tell me why you've never eaten a Carver cone, bro. What is, are you Boy. so,
1: are you so disciplined on your
0: nutrition? You can't have no, ice cream. No, no.
1: I love ice cream. The thing is uh, they only sell Carver cones during, uh, you know, sport competitions in Carver and haven't really been able to get to a lot of other, sports matches games whatever and i don't go up you know if i try to walk up the stairs in carver during a duel i would get swarmed and it would take away from the fans experience watching matches so um so you're saying you're saying that spencer lee is a true
0: celebrity in in this area of our country like this is like (laughs) can, can you can you go out in public yeah of course you can yeah. Come but these, on.
1: But these fans love you. This is like this is like this is what Iowa lives for, dude. This is. I mean, I get I get recognized a lot and I, I sign autographs and stuff. It's really cool. I mean, but I don't think anything of it. I think that uh, I'm relevant. I'm I'm current. Uh, I'm an Iowa Hawkeye wrestler. These people, uh, if you're a wrestler, you're probably going to know who I am. It's nothing like big head or celebrity. You know, that's that's different. That's not like you said you got MMA guys coming on and actual famous people that people might actually like stop them in the middle of the street i'll I'll get recognized or people will turn their head once or twice to see who i am i mean it's not like i'm you know hard to see i'm five foot three i wear these you know i have goofy glasses i you know i look like a wrestler so like it's not like it's uh, take
0: your headphones off i want to see if you look like a wrestler well
1: i don't have i don't have bad
0: cauliflower you don't have bad cauliflower dude nice you've been wearing your headgear huh? So you've always wore your headgear or what?
1: Uh, well, I had, I I had bad cauliflower in this year, but when I had surgery on it, I mean, it doesn't bend or anything, but, uh, I had, I had like surgery on it. So they, they, cut it open and they kind of smooshed it out and I didn't wrestle for like two or three weeks and it just stayed like that. So I've been fortunate. Some people have mangled ears. I didn't, It's fortunate not to have that.
0: Do you like the idea when people say, you know, cauliflower ear shows, that you're a wrestler like it's the sign like you see a guy in a bar or somewhere with cauliflower ear you don't mess with that guy that's what they say and <laughs> they're out here in the world right so I think d- that's cool d- d- so like i know a lot of wrestlers and a lot yeah. of them have cauliflower ear um chad money mendez was a wrestler in college and then went on to ufc and all that with WEC. and i mess with him about his cauliflower all, ear all the time but i know that he could literally dismantle, you know, just like dismember my arms and my legs in a matter of seconds. So I, I really watch what I say to guys, but that, that is true. Right. People see somebody with call fire here. They're like, well, that's, that's automatic respect for that person. Almost.
1: Yeah. I feel like if you have call fire, this should be kind of known that you're <clears throat> a combat athlete sport of some sort, whether it's jujitsu or, you know taekwondo wrestling grappling UFC, or like mma not UFC, mma you know whatever you know if you're in a combat sport and have a call player you're probably someone that an experienced in 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 a combat sport so that's probably not someone you want to mess with you know i feel like that's kind of it's kind of a cool narrative you know
0: i think it's a great narrative so tell me now spencer lee what happens your sophomore year now you're 19 years old 20 years old now you're starting your your sophomore year um people are really paying attention now because you are a Hawkeye national champion. What's the buzz like going into your sophomore year? Is there more pressure on you to repeat repeat and give me what, tell me in a nutshell, what happens your sophomore year?
1: I think I was, uh, people, people talk me up because, okay. So the thing about me, my freshman year was I kind of dominated. I, I didn't, I didn't just win matches by one point or whatever. Like at the NCAA tournament, I went, I went like 18, zero, 18, zero pin, pin five to one. Wow. those were my matches so i i just destroyed the field and i was a true freshman so obviously i just come out of high school you know that that was man imagine me wrestling in high school you know that's that's why it was such a big deal that i lost in the state finals because i mean i did this in college and it's the same thing i did in high school i attacked or pinned everybody most most of them not everybody but you know but uh then my sophomore year, I was kind of expected to go out and just never wrestle a full match again. Like, they expect me to never have someone go seven minutes with me the rest of my career, like the next, you know, sophomore year, three years, you know, like, or if I had a redshirt, whatever, whatever happens. Like mean, we ended up having a COVID year, so this would be my fifth year. You never know what's going to happen. Whatever, rest of my career, I was supposed to just kill everybody. And uh, I ended up going to Midlands again, and I ended up losing in the finals. And I kind of got my butt kicked. So kind of destroyed the narrative of me. He's overrated, you know, whatever. I mean, I got I got kind of crapped on by fans and stuff. You know, that's when I realized how much I don't like social media. It's such a, it's so funny. Like when you're uh, winning, you're like beloved. And when you're losing, you're nothing to anyone. And I feel like that was something that like was hard on me because I was so like, I really thought that I was just going to kill everyone the rest of my career. I kind of believed what people were saying I kind of went away from my focus and ended up losing again. And then again, I lost three times my sophomore year. I lost more times in my sophomore year than my freshman year, being the defending national champion, arguably to better wrestlers um, my freshman year, beating better wrestlers my freshman year. So it was kind of a different narrative. I ended up, you know, re, you know, I got recouping and uh, I ended up winning nationals and I dominated again. You know, I think I went like tech, tech, pin, major. Well, what changed? 5 0. What changed? I just think <laughs> you just got to focus on yourself, man. You got to believe. And I think a lot of it was like belief, belief problem. I didn't know if I was. Am I that good, or did I get lucky, or you know, things that you you know fans, I, I gotta do this, or else people are gonna say this about me. Like you, you can't think like that. You just have to go out there and enjoy yourself, work hard, believe in what you've put into the sport, and go out there and dominate. And I ended up, you know, winning again. It wasn't like I, and I never had, a, I've never had a close match at the NCAA tournament. I mean, never had like a one point match or anything. So
0: yeah um, well that's a mentality that obviously you know some people are good test takers like you rise to that occasion now with that, that that's a big audience that's a big platform that's a huge accolade to to be an ncaa division one national champion and you rise to the occasion again your sophomore year where is this where's the tournament at in your sophomore year for ncaa's uh, i think it was in
1: pittsburgh
0: it was in pittsburgh yeah. i was there was i there i was there with some guy yeah i was i think i was there or was I? I got to look back.
1: Yeah. I, I Midland, love Pittsburgh. You, Saint, it was supposed to be in Minneapolis. Yeah, no, I was. I was, I, was it. I was in St. Louis. St. Louis. Yep, St. Louis.
0: Um, you you come out for your sophomore year now. What is it you think? Are you playing mind games with you about this Midland tournament and what? <clears> what's going on? <throat> because now you're a two time defending. National champion, one with a true freshman national title. Now you're a sophomore national champion, two in a row. But you're also a two time loser at the Midland. Is that mess with your head at all?
1: Well, I didn't win Midlands the next year either. <laughs> so now you go into your
0: junior year, and now you lose there again. Is there no, something? No, I didn't lose. You didn't lose. No, I I meant be me forfeited out. You forfeited out. Tell me. Yeah. So, so tell me. Tell. Go into your 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 junior year now, because this is going to be the year before COVID. Correct. Correct. Okay, no, this so is the COVID year. Junior was the COVID year. Yeah. Okay, so you just came off of your fourth year in college. You have one left. Is right now, yeah, this is my last one this year. So you have one season left as a Hawkeye, which will be your fifth year wrestling, which doesn't yep. happen very often. Okay, no, so I, so your true junior year is is 2020. Yep. Take me through that during that time. What so, what,
1: what was the atmosphere like with COVID? Okay. So what happened for me was I went out there and I went to the U S nationals. So it was Olympic year. So my goal is the Olympic team. And so I go to the U S senior nationals, which is the qualifier for the Olympic trials, you know, top five, go to the Olympic trials, only 11, I think it's 10 or 11 guys can qualify for the Olympic trials. I go out there. Um, I was like the three seed and I, I tacked everybody except for the finals, Russell Tomasello again, i beat him like seven to two or eight to two. Wasn't a close match at all. Um, so I ended up winning senior nationals. And the way my season was supposed to go was I was only going to wrestle home matches for the for my fans and then focus on N- Big Ten's, NCAA's, and then go to the Olympic trials the, the 11 days after the NCAA tournament. That was the plan. So I ended up going to, uh, I, then they changed their rule that you couldn't be the number one seed at NCAA's unless you had 18 matches in a year which I was not going to get only wrestling home duels, big tens and nationals. The most I could have got was 10 to 12, 13 matches max somewhere around there. So I ended up having to go to Midlands and, uh, I was supposed to wrestle. This is the week after I just won us senior nationals. You know, I just won the arguably the biggest turn of my life getting ready for the, you know, Olympic team. You know, I was means I'm one of the favorites to make the Olympic team, uh, obviously, which is my, my main goal. My only, my, my only goal it's the only thing I really care about, like in life. I love everything else. Everything else is important to me, but my main goal in life is to win Olympic gold medal. And I had to go to Midlands and they said, we need to get three matches here. And so I went to go get, I of my three matches and then they medically forfeit me out of tournament. Um, so again, I don't win Midlands again. So I've never won. Wait, Midlands why, team.
0: why did they forfeit you out of it?
1: Cause I, I was, you know, I'm beat up. I'm hurt. Um, from, from the U S nationals. And they just wanted me to wrestle for my three matches, and they forfeited me. I didn't have a choice in the matter. That was my coach's decision. They wanted to keep me healthy, but I needed three matches to be able to get qualified for the. Midlands. How did those three
0: matches go at Midlands?
1: Uh, I had three three first period pins, so.
0: So you you're on your way to winning your first Midlands, and they take you out. Yeah. Are you pissed?
1: Nah. I wasn't, care. I wasn't even supposed to compete. I wasn't
0: supposed to compete. So this, yeah. is the, this is the year now. You're getting ready. You're going in. You're going to qualify now. You're getting your 18 matches. But then it, it ends up happening, right? It's going
1: to be in Minneapolis for the NCAA tournament, and it gets it's wiped yeah, off the table. I, I had my 18 matches, man. I was like, I think I was 18 and 0. I think I got so, it exactly. But they cancel it. Yep. I uh, won Big Tens. Uh, six. It would have been, uh, they canceled NCAAs two days before we were going to leave. To go to minneapolis and we would have competed you know three or four days after
0: that so, we so getting, now, i was ready so you're a junior getting ready to win your third ncaa division one national championship in minneapolis yeah. and that is an awesome room to wrestle in i've been in that room i remember watching a i remember watching apple valley uh, Mar, what's mark's last name at penn state uh i went to the high school championships there when he was at apple valley what is his name mark uh who the, the, the stud at Penn State, he played, he wrestled at Apple Valley uh, uh, High School in Minnesota. Oh, Mark Hall? Mark Hall, yeah. I went and watched him his senior year. I think he was a five-time state champion in high school. I remember watching him on his fifth year. He won the state title. That room's a bad— were, were the NCAAs, they were going to be at the basketball arena, right? Uh, the
1: Giants Center. Like, they're uh, huge. Uh, oh, the big one. Yeah. We were going to have 50,000 fans. 50,000, and they end up canceling it. Yeah, we've been the biggest NCAA wrestling tournament ever
0: oh man so now so tell me what happens how what do they lay down to you as far as your as your eligibility after this happens now
1: so they uh all the seniors that year ended up uh, losing that year uh, we didn't hear anything about it until like late in the summer like august or you know september somewhere around there and they said that all uh, athletes that missed their NCAA tournament will be granted a COVID year which is this year does not count towards eligibility. So if you're a senior going to your senior year, you can wrestle another year after that. You'll be a super senior kind of, you know, but all the seniors that were already seniors lost that year gone. So, I mean, there was, I mean, we had one Pat Lugo was number one C at the NCAA tournament. He's having a great season and they, he lost that year. Never gets to be a national champ. So it was terrible. We probably would have won as We were by far the favorites. I mean, we won the next year and our, in our, our 49 pounder this year was round 12 and, Lugo is the favorite to win. So he might have scored more points than than ours this year. So arguably we would have had a better lineup, um, not to put anyone down or anything, but our team was just maybe a little better. Who knows? And uh, probably won nationals again. So we got that taken from us.
0: So 2020, you would have won nationals. You're saying
1: our team. Yeah. Our team. Yeah. I mean, I would have had to go out and do, do my work, my job and win myself, but I was the one seed. Uh, I'd beaten the two, three and four seed in my career. But this is your None junior year,
0: this, this is going to be your junior year, right? It's 2020. I want to make sure that yeah. I have this clear for the audience. Yeah. So you get, what's your reaction now personally, when you're told that they are canceling Minnesota, Minneapolis, do
1: you cuss? Do you yell out loud? Or are you just low key guy? That's just like, Hey, it is what it is. I mean, we, uh, I was upset. I mean, I was super upset because I thought I couldn't be a four time national champ. Like I had no opportunity to be a four timer. Like if I end up not winning, that's life. You gotta move on. I didn't win four state titles, but just getting it taken away from you without, you know, losing it myself was super hard on me. So I was super upset for a while, but I mean, that's that day. They told us, they walked in the room, said, Hey, we're not going to have the NCAA tournament, you know, coach brought and explained it to us. What was going to happen? Got canceled. And I ended up, you know, I was super upset, but I mean, my entire team, we just got back up and kept working out, you know, maybe they'll change their mind. Maybe they'll do it later in the summer. You know, we're going to train and get ready just in case. So that's kind of what we did. And, you know, we got another year that's the best they could do for us and when do you you find that that. out when do you find that out uh, it was like, it was like August or September. It was late later. So now, yeah. so now you go into what
0: is your senior year, but really your junior year, right? Like yeah. this yep. is, this is going to be that this is the one that just took place in 2021, which you go in as a 125 pounder and win another national championship. <laughs> this is when your interview comes out and you reveal that you have torn ACLs and you t- take me through that season. And this is, this is on your way to your third NCAA title in four years with one of them being canceled in 20 for covid and you already know now wrestling this year that you are going to get a fifth year which is very good for you and very lucky you know congratulations because you know they could yeah so blessed and thankful to have that but talk
1: to me about your senior year which is really your junior year of wrestling i mean i went out and we only had a big 10 schedule so we only wrestled big 10 guys uh in the you know postseason uh or like, you know, just the regular season. I mean, not the postseason. Uh, I had five or six matches, I think. And I pinned everyone in the first period. Jesus so Christ. I didn't have a single match go out of the first period going into Big Tens. Uh, Big Tens, I uh, went to the finals and I, I got taken down first by the guy. So he scored the first points on me. And then I ended up beating him 20 to 2. So I tech followed him. So that was like, I still haven't wrestled a full match. But in the middle of the Big Ten finals, I tore my ACL. Um just I don't know where I felt it. Knee gave out, pop, you know, that that sound that everyone who knows who's torn one. and I had torn two already. So that was my third. So I knew and uh, came off the mat. I just said to my coach, like they were they were shaking my hand, like, let's get ready for nationals, you know, national child. you know, don't wait to win. Like, we got this, we're getting ready. Let's go cheer on your teammates. And I was like, Hey, Tom, like I tore my ACL. And he's like, Your good knee? I was like, Yeah. Ugh. Cause at that time I already had an ACL torn in my other knee already. I tore that one in the NCAA finals my sophomore year in the middle of the match, tore that in the second period, never told anyone that one. I didn't go telling the whole world. Everyone's like, why are you telling the whole world? I mean, I didn't mean to, you know, I mean, it was just because it was a struggle. It was a hard year for me, man. And, uh, you know, they thought it was the best decision for me to tell everyone that what I struggled through. And I wanted people to know that athletes, uh, we do things for people to put on a show and, to, you know, things that most people might not think is possible or not to do. And, you know, I just wanted. to, I guess I went out and told people, I was told to tell people and I did. So that's kind of where my interview came out. Uh, but yeah, big tens, I tore my ACL and I just, I didn't wrestle one time until nationals. All I did was kind of keep the swelling out. I had it drained. I, you know, when you have swelling, you have atrophy in your leg. And so you got to get the swelling out of it or else you're going to lose power or strength in your quad and your hamstring. So the whole time I'm getting swelling out of my knee, I'm icing it. I'm, I'm on a bike every day. I'm working out, three times for three hours a day. It was like nine hours of working out a day with like physical therapy and working out and biking. Cause I had to stay in shape somehow. And I had to keep my weight down and cause wrestling obviously a sport where you make weight. And then I had to keep my knee healthy. So I was, I mean from six thirty to 11 PM every night I was doing something. I mean, whether it was, you know, I would go from a workout to physical therapy at the same time. So I'd be there for three hours, come home, eat, then I had class. And then after class, which I just end up giving up on. I, I just said, I have to get healthy. I have to do, I, I took a nap instead. And then I go to practice for another three hours. Then I come home and I, you know, you have to eat during this time too. Right. So then I got to make dinner and couldn't really go out. Then I'd go work out again. Cause I had to get my weight down. And then I'd go back and ice my knees. So it was just like constant, like struggle. So people didn't understand that. So when I gave that interview um, afterwards, it was just all the uh, emotion that came out of me of the struggle that I went through. You know, I was fired up. I was people, I was like, people are never going to know what I went through. And I don't want like i don't care like it's fine like i i I would have done it without telling people like it didn't matter to me but when uh i was walking up for the interview my my coach didn't want me to say anything my dad wanted me to because he thought it would help my brand or you know show the fans how much i really care for everyone and how i could have easily redshirted and had two more years anyways right like i would have been fine i chose to wrestle anyways you know things like that for my injuries but wrestle through it you know leaving your staff leaving people around you and you know i was fired up and i gave that interview with that you know showed everyone that i was hurt but before so, that you're wrestling in the toughest tournament in in
0: college is the ncaa's and you're wrestling with a bad injury and yeah. this is something that like you almost like you're gonna have some fear some nervousness of shooting or pushing off of that or or re-injuring it to where you can like what's going through your head and how do you tell me about
1: the tournament what happens throughout the tournament and what's going through your head with this torn acl so as you know i didn't have a full match up until the national tournament as i said i just explained yeah. that i didn't wrestle a full match uh, i ended up tech following my first guy in the first period uh, i got on top kind of got to work didn't really have to, but the rest of the matches were really hard because i really couldn't wrestle uh, I couldn't really shoot. So I didn't, I couldn't really react. I couldn't explode to anything. Uh, my knees were constantly getting swollen. So the thing is my right ACL has been torn for a long time. I never had any really any issues with it after it kind of calmed down. Sometimes they'll calm down You strengthen everything around it. But now that my left knee was hurt, um, I was relying on my right knee a lot now, but now I obviously, I obviously do not have an ACL in that knee already. So my right knee was starting to hurt again because I was, not really you know distributing the weight or so it was mostly just my right knee so again i'm now both my knees are hurting and (laughs) i'm trying to compete the best of my ability and it was really hard because i'm used to wrestling a a certain way and i couldn't do that i mean people didn't really i mean some people were like what's wrong spencer he looks kind of slow it looks kind of you know I, i could see tweets or people texting my dad or whatnot but what they didn't know is that I really barely could wrestle. I mean, I didn't, even, my up, I couldn't even drill to warm up. I would just, I'd have, I would a brace on my left knee and I'd tape my right knee towards the end of the finals. I had tape on both my knees because the brace was kind of hindering my wrestling. People would grab my toe and like, I couldn't wrestle. I I got taken out a bunch of times leading up to the finals. I think i taken down more times at that NCAA tournament than I did in probably the last three years of my career. You know?
0: But this is a Rocky S story because and I'm not trying to say that you that that you're it's drama or anything, but what what to be able to hold on and just have the mindset and the mentality to fight through that pain and wrestle through that pain at this level, do you almost want to give up because
1: of the pain? Is the pain <laughs> is the pain there to where you're just like, Man, I don't know if I can keep going? So the thing about ACLs is I wouldn't really say that it's pain. Um, the only time you really get pain is if your knee starts swelling up really bad. But then when your knee's swelling up, you're losing strength in your quads. Then that's where the issue comes into place. Now you're going, really that's bad. That's really bad. The thing is, if I, to- I tore nothing else to my knees but my ACL. Had I tore other things, I would have been in a lot of trouble. Like, I don't know if I would have been able to compete. Um, but the thing is, I was able to keep my knees bent, not let my knees straight, not let my knees give out to the best of my ability. My knee gave out a bunch of times at the NCAA tournament just it just it was bound to happen i knew it was gonna happen it wasn't like pain you know it was like knowing it was like a fear in your head and it's a true fear it wasn't something that i made up it's like imagine being able to explode to something like you're like you're getting shot out of a gun right you're blasting someone in your head you're you're doing something that you've been doing your whole life and your body physically cannot do that that's kind of how it was and then your knee would give out. So then, then what would ha- a lot of times what would happen is I would go to explode to something and my knee would give out, which would make me kind of like kind of fall over a little bit. But then I got to catch myself and continue to wrestle because I can't, you know, get scored. Or I can't like give them a- any more time to, you know, catch up to whatever I was doing. Right. So that was like the hard part. The hardest part about it was being able to try and change my entire style of wrestling. Like I, I kept getting on this on a shot as a high crotch and I would pop the guy up like I always do. And I couldn't finish because I couldn't swivel my knees. I couldn't like move my body to a certain way. They would just grab like my ankle or something and my knee wouldn't bend. And I ended up giving up takedowns from there when I always score from there. I have Like a probably a high, almost like a hundred percent finish rate from there. And I'm getting scored on because I couldn't finish there. So I had to learn how to wrestle again. It was really hard. You know, it really was. I mean, it is, I couldn't really warm up. I couldn't hit so my how, knees in the how, how, so wh- just, how do you win? How? I just, I just, I, I was boring, very boring. I, I I walked at them very slowly. I would try and outhand fight the guys. Uh, Most guys don't really shoot on me. So a lot of guys would kind of just back up to the edge and I'm just diving. I mean, I'm taking horrible shots, just trying to get my hands locked. Cause like I said earlier, I'm really strong. I'm able to, if I get my hands locked, I'm just pulling it in. I'm able to finish. Uh, I wanted to get on top because on top, my knees didn't matter. I could use my hands, get turns, score points from top. That's what I did. I mean, I ended up scoring a lot of points on top of the tournament. I turned everyone I wrestled except for the finals. Um, I won seven zero in the finals. I didn't get any bonus points. It's the only match of my season that, that I didn't get bonus points in. So it was just different, man. Uh, I your, definitely wouldn't recommend it. Uh, your dad,
0: your dad, and <laughs> your dad's getting texts. People can tell that you're not the Spencer Lee. Something's up. Did right. the did, the the opponents got to know right? The coaches that are watching you through these matches, knowing that you're going to go in the bracket up against their wrestler in the next round or the next seed in the bracket, they got to know that you're not normal. So now I'm going to say this, and I know that you're humble, so I'll say it for you. And I know that this is not putting words in Spencer Lee's mouth, but how do these freaking guys feel after they hear your interview? Because now they're like, what? I got, like, he just won another national title, and he's, he's not even close to being 100%. You just win seven to nothing in the finals of the NCAA tournament, your third time in the tournament, fourth year eligible for it with one being canceled by COVID. And you win seven to nothing with an injury that doesn't allow you to do what you can do. Like this would be like, wow, man, this guy's like invincible. Like this guy cannot be beat. You know what I'm saying? It's like, how do these guys feel
1: Spencer? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they might think I'm lying. They might think I'm being facetious or whatever, but The thing is like, I have no reason to lie or, I mean, I'm not bragging about it by any Uh means. Like, God, I mean, (laughs) you want my, you know, I'll, me your knees you know i mean you want to hear acls go ahead like it's it's terrible i mean it's like, but do you I mean, th- do you think that these guys are already mentally freaking beat by you like
0: here's a here's a here's an analogy when mike tyson would look at would look at like michael spinks at the face off right with mills laying the referee there the fight was over before the bell rang okay these guys were going to be demolished in the first ring knocked through the ropes in 91 seconds he was 20 years old beating grown men like it was nothing they were a lot of them were beat before the match do you think some of that had to play in with your reputation of being a badass of how much, I mean, you just literally walked through the D10s. You just walked through the D10s. Do you think that your reputation has
1: these guys like on their heels already? I think that what happened a lot. So the thing is, I think if people had really known I was that injured, they would have wrestled me differently. Like the guy in the finals, he just kind of ran around the mat trying to, cause like the, one of their coaches was a coach here and he's like a very strategic guy, all about to, like strategy to match. His goal was like, if you go zero zero out of the first period, you can win. You know, make it close, try and get one at the end. You know, I had these guys, and the guy's a very athletic, very quick, fast wrestler. Like, probably could have got to my legs. What school was it again? Fast R- Remind me what uh, school it? Arizona, Arizona, Arizona State was my final match. Yeah, right. So, and the thing is, he just kind of ran away the whole time, you know, and maybe had he known that I was so injured. I mean, I mean, the thing is, like, my, uh, my quarterfinals match, I wrestled the guy who I've beaten. 15-0, 20-2, and, like, 16-3, to like, the last three matches. And the, the match was, like, 3-2 to two going to the third period, you know. And he had gotten to my leg. He'd take me down. Like, there were things that happened in that match that had not happened the last five times we had wrestled, right, where I've just kind of, you know, scored a lot of points and kind of dominated him, right? And he was keeping the match close. I ended up reversing him, and then I turned him. Um, so I ended up winning the match, like, 11-3 to or something. So I, I just got a major, which is bonus points but like so if you look on paper it looked like i just you know beat him up really bad but it was a close match compared to what it usually is right and he's like the only one that kind of like wrestled me different than he normally did he kind of went after me right so i think maybe if they just i don't know if they had gone after me then it would have been different usually if you go after me when i'm normal and healthy um usually doesn't go that well it's for an me. ass pretty, it's an ass yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah usually i'm usually i'm pretty good at like i have a high pace i wrestle hard you know i believe myself yeah you're I like think.
0: 125 pound david taylor man
1: <laughs> yeah high pace right high um, pace yeah he's high pace for sure high pace this year yeah he can win okay the so straight. that's a that's a so. great segue into this
0: so first off you get bonus points in like four out of the five matches in the ncaa's you just said that you, the only one you didn't get it in is the 7-0 match in the finals correct yeah so so you're actually getting bonus points for throws and and everything that you're doing um in the in the four matches leading up to the final after the tournament your interview comes through you're a three-time national champion now one again i keep reminding everybody as a freaking true freshman which is unbelievable because lincoln mccleby was a badass to watch he was a four-time national champion no, um three three-time he, national champion he, he took second one time took second one, Oh, i bet you that just freaking yeah. eats at him huh yeah first uh, first second first um i've I've hunted with Mark Ironside in Iowa for Canada Geese. He was a stud wrestler for the Hawkeyes. Um, The Mm -hmm. Hodge Trophy. You receive it for the second time after this tournament. You share it with Minnesota's Gable Stevenson, who's a stud. He's a heavyweight, correct? Oh, yeah. Olympian.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, He's
0: a beast. He's a beast, and he just continues to improve. The guy looked unbelievable in the Pan Ams. God, he, like, hurt people in the Pan Ams. I felt bad for people. I'm like, geez. Um, Mammock's boys. Where does this trophy sit for you, Spencer Lee, this second one? Is it better than the first one? Does it taste different? Or, because I'm asking you this, Spencer Lee, because you just said 10 minutes, 15 minutes ago, that all that matters in your wrestling career is Olympic gold, which we're going to get to. But... Where does this sit with you to be the best wrestler in college NCAA Division One, two times?
1: I mean, I was obviously honored. And to win with Gable, I mean, I think he's going to win the Olympics this year. So to be put on the same air as him is obviously humbling. And, you know, I appreciate it. And obviously, I think he thinks the same way. I mean, him have a lot of respect for each other. I mean, I didn't expect to win it the second time. I thought they would just give it to him. So I was surprised when they announced that we were co-winners. But, I mean, there's only I think I'm only the fourth Multiple time Hodge Trophy winners, so
0: definitely putting in different. Yeah, did David
1: Taylor win it twice?
0: Yep, David did. DT did. Yeah, pretty sure he did. Yeah, he's a stud, man. Him,
1: Kale, did Dake? uh, Nope. Kyle, did he ever win it? I don't know if he ever won it. I think. I think. I think they might have gave it to uh, one of the other like freaks of our last decade. Same year, he might have won one. I think he definitely won one. He had to have. I mean, you were four-time national champ. You kind of have to win one, unless he wasn't undefeated. Okay, I have I have
0: a guy that knows who you are, and big fan. I'm not going to say his name because he doesn't want a boy fan out. You know, fan boy (laughs) out. Yeah, but he has some. He had a question for you, if you don't mind. You have the best cross wrist tilt he has ever seen. And college wrestling, both of his sons who are wrestlers agree with this. Watching you on on in your matches, what is the key to the setup, Spencer Lee?
1: Uh, Can you really give see, that a, away? Well, there's not really like a key to it though. I I kind of just chop the guy and I grab the wrist and I pull it in. Like I don't really like I go to camp. Like I I teach like uh, maybe one or two camps max a year. I don't really like coaching camps. And every time I t- I show what I hit, dads are like, "But we already know this." I'm like. Well, this is how I hit it, but I think I'm just kind of like freaky strong. I think I just have good grip, and I—I I, I mean, there's obviously things that I might do that are different than other people, like small little things. But I don't think there's anything like, like if everyone did this, they would turn everyone. Like I don't think there's like a specific or a specificity to that, you know? Um There's not. You it no, just—I so I just think I yeah I think I've always been kind of that way. So definitely definitely different you know
0: my friend says spencer lee after you score nf you transition to other pinning combinations that is just amazing constantly hunting the pin Truly amazing. He says the other thing Spencer does better than almost anyone is his transition into a second and third move to score without getting into a scramble. Is it muscle memory, Spencer practice time, muscle memory, or is it instinct to switch from move to move when competing against the best wrestlers in the country?
1: I think that, uh, for me personally, I think, I think it's like, I think it's natural. I think I'm always thinking about scoring. like, a lot of guys, when they're taking someone down, they're focused on the takedown. Like, I'm taking someone down. I'm focusing on scoring another turn or... Same thing with freestyle. Be scoring a, a gut or something. Whatever it is, I'm focused on the next thing, no matter what. Like, I'm not, like, looking past the takedown or thinking I already have it, but as soon as that guy's, like, hitting the ground for my, my two, my takedown, uh, I'm already grabbing a wrist or I'm, I'm locking my hands for, like, a gut if it's freestyle. Like, I'm, I'm already doing something to score more points. It's not I'm not... I'm not wasting time and effort in a match we're always focusing on scoring fast you know scoring hard to keep keep on scoring it's kind of like a motto we say so with our
0: time coming to an end i want to i want to talk about a couple things one being the olympics and two just a couple personal questions about spencer lee um you hurt covid then the acl what it's the mindset not being able to compete in the Olympic trials. You see Gable going. You see DT and Date going. Um, it's crazy that Jordan Burroughs isn't there. Dake, uh, you know, handed him his first, you know, non-Olympic team bid in a, in a decade or more um, or U.S. team bid. What's what's your mindset like? How does this injury set you back? Because I know that you want to bite that gold medal. You that's you've already admitted it. That's what you want. What's the mindset right now? are you are you are you easy to get along with right now Are is your temperament okay spencer lee like what is it yeah. i mean i mean did you did it make you go crazy missing the olympic trials
1: I, in I fort mean, worth of course if i could have competed i would have uh i just couldn't it wasn't it wasn't uh i wasn't really medically cleared to compete uh i was pretty beat up after i'd sublaze i i had a lot of other things hurt too you know i was i was hurt i mean i still i'm still getting ready to start practicing again and stuff you know so, I mean, we're just getting focused on getting better every day and uh, trying to, you know, 2024, I guess, Paris. My mom's French, so hopefully my, my cousins and grandmother in France, maybe they can come watch me, so.
0: Ooh, a little je Paul pas oui oui, CC. Si, si. you, you speak a little Francaise, Spencer Lee. Are, are, <laughs> so you are planning on competing in the next cycle at 57 kilos. Absolutely, man. And this is 2024? Yep. You're going to be ready for this. You're already ready for it. No, you're not ready. ready for it. You're rehabbing good be. right now. I will be when it's time. Clear this up for me, Spencer Lee. I, I don't want any confusion with this podcast and our audience you do not have a chance to win five NCAA Division One wrestling titles, correct? You have a chance to win your fourth this year. But if you did have a chance, you would have won it that year, but you'd have been done this year with four. You do have a chance to be a four-time NCAA champion and not a five-time, correct?
1: Yeah, correct. There are actually the, the two freshmen this year that won. Uh, they could be five-timers. They could be five-timers. Yeah, AJ Ferrari, Carter Stracci. Oh, shit. This is, this is kind of awesome. This is really um, awesome. Aaron Brooks, I think, as well. No, maybe not. I, I guess, well, this year counts. Yeah, I think he, he could probably be a five-timer, too. I mean, there, anyone that won that was a freshman last year or a freshman this year um, could be a five-timer, which I think is stupid. I think that even if I was had a, an opportunity to go for five, I probably wouldn't. Because how could you um, win five when someone like Kale Sanderson, who was four and undefeated, never had a chance at five, i think that's dumb i I, I think that i think if you win four you should just be done like but whatever i mean it's i think i just think it's stupid that if you lose it in some tournament you can still win four i think that's dumb but at the same time i'm very thankful that i'm able to get a year back so i really can't complain but it it does make sense with what you're saying because it does mean a
0: lot to be in that history book as a four-time national champion in d1 wrestling Right. You can't be like, well, I won five, so I have better accolades than Spencer Lee or I mean, the, Sanderson. Like, he, I, won he, he was undefeated his
1: entire like career, right? Yeah, at one fifty nine zero, he would have he would have won ten. If he would have won, won ten. All right, like they, they can't, they you can't, can't do that. You know? I agree I with think, that. I think I think if you win four, you should just be done. You know, and I agree I with that. Think, I also think it's kind of dumb that you could lose at a national tournament and still be a four timer. But at the same time, I can't really talk because again. I should only be a three-timer since i lost that year so it's hard it's hard to hard to complain when you know it benefits me as well so i have no room to talk but i think there should be something about that but what do you say
0: yeah um i guess but i do i do believe in what you're saying i do agree with that it's very well stated what is your mindset right now with this injury knowing that you are going to be a hawkeye this coming season are you in the are you on the mat now are you working out like unbelievable workouts are you dieting right now do you have to diet especially is your metabolism yeah, I mean, high enough cuz like david when, when you talk to david taylor like this dude says that his diet is the number one reason why he's at i obviously he's gifted and he's a very hard worker but he says that nutrition is everything at this level
1: i mean when you the older you get i think the more nutrition is important because your body needs things to be healthy and to repair and to be you know i'm not old i'm 22 i'm turning 23 in october so i'm getting i'm getting kind of old but not old like yeah hey, you better watch like, it bro you better watch it um, like in wrestling i think 30 is kind of like when when your body's kind of like over with wrestling i think that's like how old is jordan Burroughs? is He's he about 30 about 30 probably 32 like for so and he's getting towards the end of his lifespan for wrestling i think there's a there's a limit to uh your body and how you wrestle you have to change how you wrestle how you train it's hard man getting 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 up in the age for for wrestling you're not old by any means and you're not old until i think you're in your 60s but um for wrestling it's like it's sports you know there's there's only a there's a small time period you have to be a hundred athlete and uh i think the older you get the better you have to eat and the more you have to focus on recovery and, and train in more intelligently. I think when you're younger, you can kind of bash your head against the wall a lot and your body will just kind of heal, you know, like I'm still super young. So maybe 10 years from now, if I don't get my knees, you know, fixed or whatever, maybe it'll bite me in the butt. Who knows? I'm focused on today. And then, you know, today's the only thing that matters and focus on tomorrow, tomorrow. that's just kind of how we are one day at a time. So
0: are you guaranteeing right here on this life ain't for everybody podcast, Spencer Lee, that you will be, the ncaa champion in 2022
1: are you guaranteeing it well there's no there's no guarantees in life are you can, guaranteeing it though i can guarantee you i'll give my 100 percent to be a four-time ncaa champion how's that i like I could, it I, tomorrow i could get shot you know i could get hit by a car i could you know i could of a heart attack can't guarantee you i'll be there but i can promise you that if i am there i'll give it my 100 percent no matter how i feel how my body is or what's going on. All right, Spencer Lee, let's finish
0: up with the Jack Daniels hot seat. You are a college athlete. You are a college student. What is your major? And if you do get done with your wrestling career after the Olympics, are you going to be a wrestling coach? Are you going to go into the WWF, WWE? Are you going to be a UFC, MMA badass that's going to go out and throw hands and become a jiu-jitsu black belt? Or are you going to be just a normal citizen in the community? Maybe you're going to be an engineer. Maybe you're going to be an architect.
1: What are you going to be after wrestling, and what is your major currently? Uh, my major is sport and Recreation Management um, with a focus on business, and I plan on coaching here when I'm done, hopefully. So. Ooh, nice. And if you... I,
0: I've hunted in Iowa a lot, all over the I-29 corridor, Missouri Valley, all the way over to Des Moines, and all over the state for ducks and geese. Lot of good hunting there. Do you hunt? Are you an outdoorsman? Do you like to fish? What do you like to do outdoors?
1: uh I'm more of a target shooter with archery, and I only shoot traditional bows. So I have a, a longbow and a recurve, and I'm making my own, I'm carving my own longbow right now out of black locust wood with my buddy. So making my own arrows, you know turkeys turkey feathers as fletchings and you know, all that stuff we're pretty like i'm a, i don't really shoot compound or crossbow or any of that kind of stuff um but that's pretty much, i don't really hunt that often i don't really have time to hunt usually do you want uh, to hunt more as you get older in life i don't know uh i just really like the idea of being a good archer more than i like what about things. knowing
0: where your food so, comes from and living off the land do you enjoy eating wild game
1: yeah i love i love i love uh, venison i love i love turkey i mean i love I mean, it'd be super cool to be able to learn how to track animals. I mean, my dream, I think, honestly, my dream one day is to live in the middle of freaking nowhere in Iowa in, the, in a cabin in the woods or something and, and learn how to track and live off of my, my, my bows that I carve and, you know, hunt animals and, you know, cook them myself and stuff, you know. Good that might you. not be for me in my future, but maybe one day. I mean, that that's something that I've always kind of been passionate about, but – i've never really had the time right now my my focus is completely on wrestling and my buddy's been trying to get me he he's trying to get me out five or six times but every time i just i just can't through like turkey or, or or duck hunting with you know duck like you know shot i'm taking i'm taking you so. duck hunting someday <laughs> <One> <laughs> day, maybe I,
0: you just said all you care about is focusing on wrestling right now and i know that you've already pressed preface that with family friends i know that everything's important to you what about a girlfriend? Do you have time for the ladies spently? Are you like the baddest ass bachelor in that part of Iowa right now? Uh,
1: well I had I had a girlfriend for five years. Uh we ended up parting ways um last year, so I've been oh, single for I'm a sorry. year. So oh it's all good. You know, life life works in funny ways. You Mysterious just, ways. If you Yeah, you just move the punches, you know.
0: Well, there's also a lot of girls and a lot of good country music in Iowa. I've been to some badass festivals there. Are you a country music fan? Are you a rocker? Do you like the hip-hop and the rap? Tell me what concert you'd want to go to. Is it Luke Combs, Chris Stapleton, Jamie Johnson, John Party, or is it Guns N' Roses, Metallica, Slipknot? And what's in your headphones when you're in the weight room and training when you're by yourself? What do you listen to?
1: Uh, so I listen to, like, YouTube music. So people who make music on on YouTube, uh, I don't really have, like – i like i like all music honestly i've never been to a concert it's not really my scene wow i've I've never drank alcohol before i've never smoked i've never chewed none of that stuff i'm pretty clean like that so i don't really like being around people who kind of get pissed drunk or whatever it's not really my thing uh i have no problem with people who drink or or party or do anything you know it's your life you could do what you want with it i just it's just not me Uh, i'm a gamer you can see by my gaming chair you know (laughs) Uh, i like gaming i like i like reading books i read a lot of books uh What's the last book you read, Spencer Lee? Fantasy books, man. I fantasy, books. fantasy books? Uh, actually, I've been reading manga, which is like, you know, you know what manga is? Uh-uh. It's like, uh, you know what anime is? No. Oh, is that so anim- is that is that Chinese or Japanese? Yeah, it's like Japanese uh, anim- animation. Uh, so manga is what anime is depicted off of and adapted oh, gotcha. from. So I read like a, a thousand page manga chap- chapter book. It's called Apotheosis or something. So I read that most recently as a book, but... Has a real book? I mean, gosh, I'd have to look through my archives. I mean, are you books. a Are you a movie
0: watcher? Are you super bad? Wedding Crashers in The Hangover. Are you drama? Are you uh, uh, yeah, the rock? I love comedy. You love comedy. Me too. I love, I love comedy. comedy. So I, I like can, to laugh. I lo- I watched Wedding Crashers the night before last for like the four hundredth time, and I literally was movie. I was on the floor. I think it's the funniest movie I ever made. <laughs> I, a great movie, that's for I, sure. I, I tell people Fletch and Vacations and Caddyshack back in the day, there's classics. But mm-hmm. when you watch from the beginning to end, Vince Vaughn and, and Owen Wilson and Christopher Walken, from the very beginning of that movie to the very last scene, I don't know if, if, I, I don't know if there's a movie out there that makes me laugh harder it's crazy funny i i love those, those actors last yeah. two questions spencer lee three-time ncaa division one wrestling champion gonna be a four-time i'm guaranteeing it right here at the, at the, at the this life ain't for everybody podcasts if you do earn your cheat meal are you a sushi guy are you a steak and potato with corn on the cob i mean you're from iowa the land of steak and potatoes and corn on the cob <laughs> what do you prefer for your cheat meal
1: I mean, I, I kind of eat whatever I want, but I'm pretty routine oriented, eat the kind of the same things every day. I mean, I guess I like, I mean, if I'm, if I'm like cheat meal, like if I'm like nothing to weigh in, trying to eat whatever I want, I'd probably like a calzone, something big like that. Ooh, a little Italian like once food, Once a year, huh? maybe. Once a year, maybe. It's too much. It's heavy. It's greasy. Makes you feel kind of gross after, but they taste good. Do you like sushi at all?
0: I love sushi. Oh, uh, We're gonna we're, when you when you go on the road with me, I'm gonna take you to some awesome sushi bars. I got some good ones out here. Last question, Spencer Lee's Mount Rushmore of college wrestlers. Who's on it?
1: College wrestlers. Uh, I mean, hard one. This is hard because yeah. There's, I mean, so I'm trying to think of the the guy's name. One of the, one of the he's a, he's an Oklahoma State guy. Sixties. Uh, He's an Olympic champion in college. Gosh, he he's uh, from Japan. I would I definitely have... put him on that. Really? He was a three time national champ for Oklahoma State, but he only competed for three years and he won an Olympic title. It's like Yo- Yo- Yojiro Utake, I think. I'll look it up real quick. Okay, okay I looking. He, up. Yeah. So he was a. Yeah, he's a. I think he's a three timer. He won the Olympics in '64 and '68, I think. Yeah, he won two Olympic gold medals. Went undefeated in his college career, and well, I think he was a three-time national champion. Um, he's he's 1964 and 68, so I would put him on there as number one. Then you got to put Kale. Just uh, you can't not put Kale. That's definitely the two guys I think, or have to be the Mount Rushmore of the four i mean you probably got to go with dake i mean it's hard not to put in four timers on there you know he won four different weight classes he beat david Crazy. taylor could have been a four timer i mean he's a beast
0: um well that's good to know that you would put kyle dake on mount rushmore because he's i mean he's a current guy do you put jordan on there or do you put gable on there who's the your thing forward.
1: about the thing about it is um what, what, what is your criteria um is it is it dominance? Is it is it point scoring? Is it is it just winning? Because if it's just winning, you gotta put Dake and Kale on. I mean, Kale was dominant as anyone. He scored both points in like every match. So I mean he had to put him on there. Utake, Yo your your Yohiro your I don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, I apologize. He was undefeated, just like just like uh, Kale. So people don't really know that about him. And then honestly, fourth, I'd probably put Dan Hodge. Dan Hodge. Dan Hodge. He uh he pinned his way through like two straight and tournaments, so maybe three. He's a three timer. Back in those days, uh, you could only compete for three. There was no four timers, or they might have been four timers. So th- that's probably my 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 Mount Rushmore of uh. Very, wrestling. I like it. The first
0: one threw me off for a second, but it's very educated. Obviously, uh, I mean, it's no secret. You know your craft. Well, I appreciate it, my man. Give me words of wisdom. Ten year old <laughs> wrestling club. Dads are there. Moms are there. What do you tell kids? Do you what do you tell them to get to where? spencer lee has gotten because not everybody has a chance to win four ncaa titles be an olympian you're very humble you obviously were raised right you represent the sport the culture of wrestling very well you represent hawkeyes very well Where? what do you tell them what do you tell the younger generation to get to where spencer lee's gotten
1: just have fun man focus on that focus on your, you know getting better every day it's not always about winning every match and everything i didn't win every match in my career i have lots of losses in my career you just have to focus on uh, getting better, working hard, trying to improve your craft with anything. I mean, you can you can improve in wrestling without even wrestling. You can think about wrestling all the time. You can watch wrestling. You can you can watch other sports. And how their mentality could be used into you know you you should take a little bit of everything from from everything and make it your own. And that's how you, that's how you create your own style, your own wrestling style, your own coaching style, whatever it is. Take a little bit from everybody, learn, take constructive criticism you're not always right you know even if your coaches aren't always right just listen to them take what you believe in and just you know focus on you know what's the next best thing at all at all times in your in your life i love it get better so
0: spencer lee you're a stud bro congratulations on everything keep kicking ass hope the knee gets better keep both of your knees healthy please (laughs) i'm trying Win, win the next ncaa title and um, I'll, I'll talk you offline, but we should get together. I'd like to hang out and learn from you. Maybe roll around with you a little bit and see if I can score against you or I'm a little bit heavier than you.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm small.
0: <laughs> Five foot three, 125 pounds.
1: Yeah, I'm a little guy.
0: That's Spencer Lee, Iowa Hawkeyes wrestling, three-time NCAA Division One champion. We'll be a four-time, we'll be an Olympic gold medalist. That's my call. That's my crystal ball right here at This Life Ain't For Everybody. I love wrestling. I love folk style wrestling, college wrestling, Olympic wrestling. I love it all. Support wrestling. I'm so glad that it's still an Olympic sport because there was one time in the last six, seven years that it wasn't going to be. And I'm so glad that it still is. Spencer Lee, thank you, my brother.
1: Uh, Thank you very much. Appreciate
0: it. You the man. We'll be back with another episode right here. Please support Jack Daniels. Enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking. That's Spencer Lee. Uh, that was awesome. Can't wait to have him back on. Tom, Jake, hit that button. This song's called What You Gonna Do When The Money's All Gone by my good friend, Leith Lofton, a.k.a. Haas.
1: I'd rather be poor living off in a hole Riches hill without soul Life on earth won't last too long So what you gonna do when the money's all gone Tell